Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, December 8, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to show you exactly what was on the docket from zero dark 30 right out of the gate. We're going to flip things up a little bit tonight. Stay with me on this. We're going to go through it quick, but there's a method to the madness. We had a discussion in the live room today about this trade. I want to show you the morning trade. So first of all, we start out with looking at the futures. The overnight crew didn't get very far. The pre-market team is still hanging around the all-important number of 393.48. That's Jerry's low the breakup candle low. And here's the kicker. They had several opportunities to give it up and trade down. They could have did it yesterday. They could have done it overnight. They're still hanging around. Why is that? Well, one of the first things that comes into mind is, do we have a tinfoil hat turn on our hands? We talked about yesterday, the fake out, closing below slightly. They didn't really close convincingly below yesterday. And by the way, the NASDAQ, the Q's, And the SMH, or Smash Mouth, as we like to call it, they closed above Jerry's low. Remember that. These are the things I'm thinking about at zero dark 30. I'm already trying to formulate a trade. Where's the morning trade going to come from? That's the first thing on my mind before I even take a leak. So right out of the gate, 393 is still our pivot right there. And watch this above and they try and work their way to 396 give or take now you can pause the video read the rest of the notes do whatever you want what i want to do is run through the meat and potatoes now 845 we've got the pre-market thieves on the docket they've already run a test of 396 staying above and the door opens for more stuff that's the big picture right we're zeroing in on the morning trade now 9.15, we've got the upside if they should just run away, but they didn't do that. So on the other side, we're giving both sides. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. 394.75 is important and will be our early pivot, meaning our early short-term thing. Below on candle closes and it's back to 393.50 all over again. We'll let them get the thing going and develop an early storyline. So here's the thing, still before the open, under normal garden variety conditions, they'll run a test of 396 during the regular session, all right? I put that in black and white. Then we'll see who's boss. Bulls if they can get above, bears if it's just running a test. So therefore, 396 becomes our bull pivot, meaning if they start to get above, we've got more bullish stuff to report, all right? Fair enough. Let's see what we've got. 9.25, still before the opening bell. Is there a trade on the board? For me, if they pull back to run a test of 394.75 and spike it, even down to 394, give or take, it's a reasonable risk play. If they start getting below 393.50, we know it's the bear case unfolding. Now watch this. The concept is to ride it up to 396 and more. So right out of the gate, you're thinking, hey, wait a minute. If I get into this thing under 394.75, I'm looking at maybe 
12, 15, maybe 20 points or more. That's a meat and potatoes trade. That's S&P points. That's a dollar and a half or more, $2 in the SPY. I know a lot of you trade the short-term options on these trades. That's what's called a whopper when you can catch it. We had a lot of whoppers today. I'm going to go back to the chart in a moment, but here we go. Right out of the gate, showtime for the bulls. They can probe a little lower, but they're in the zone for a long side trade under 394.75. Might take some time. Now watch this, 940. Only closing candles below 393.50 is the bear case. Traders long are waiting for the pop. And there it is. We think better in pictures. Here is the zone. They got into the zone. They went down to run a test of the spot. And they bounced off of it and got out of there like a bat out of hell. Where did they go? The high over here was 397.36. 25 S&P handles. Some got more, some got less. That was the trade. By the way, 394.75 was no joke. We knew about that. It was important in the morning. It was important later. In fact, we even dropped it down a little bit later. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart and double check the work. 9.48, we're only 18 minutes into the trading day and that, my friends, is what a shakeout operation looks like. Only closing candles below the important spot changes things. 3.96 and higher is still an objective and target. This is what tour guide stuff looks like. Again, pause it, read them, double check them. I want to show you something that occurred in the afternoon session. I should say late morning, 11.30. Look at this post down here. Staying below on candle closes, that's 396 is our pivot. That opens the door for 395. And if down there, 394.50 is on the table. There's your 394.50, the low, 394.50 on the button. There's more stuff. All you have to do is read it and understand for yourself if you can take advantage of it. This is information on a day like today where a lot of traders hit the bank. Let's move on. There were no stocks on the move today. There were a few on the board. Nothing hit its number. So let's just move on back to the daily chart. What's jumping off the page? Well, as long as they stay above Jerry's low, 393.48, they can climb up higher. That's item number one. We had a tinfoil turn. Doesn't mean the market's going to shoot up for another two or three or four or five days. But what we do have is next week, a lot of stuff going on. So expect a lot of rodeo type situations. We have options expiration, quadruple witching options expiration. We have the contract roll that officially happened, I believe, yesterday into today. We talked about that. That's the futures contract roll where there's a large discrepancy between the March expiration contract and the Dece Ember expiration contract. That would be something on the bullish side of the ledger. Holding Jerry's low, bullish side of the ledger. We have an important time frame culminating mid-month. Call it the 15th. Call it the 16th. Late next week, toward the end of options expiration. Are we going to see a turn? Will the market trade up or down into that time frame. 
maybe, and just maybe, and we talked about this last night, we got the tinfoil hat turn. That was overnight from yesterday to today. And then they trade up into the end of next week. That would be an interesting scenario to see what happened following that. Remember something. People misunderstand what's known as the Santa Claus rally. You'll hear it as December rally, the second half of December, any rally in December. That's not the case. That's not what it is. The Santa Claus rally really begins after Christmas into the first day or two of the new year. That's what's really known as, at least as far as I'm concerned, the Santa Claus rally. So why can't the market trade down like it did And I don't remember specifically what year it was. One year, maybe it was 2018, traded down into Christmas and then had the Santa Claus rally. So anything is possible. I'm just going with the information that I have using everything at my disposal to come up with the best scenario for everybody. The next objective, and put this on a sticky note, for the SPY, for example, is to re-reach 400. There's a lot of stuff in between from an intraday perspective. We certainly have a beat on the numbers, but from a larger picture perspective, the next objective is to reach 400. It's a big fat round number. It coincides with running a spike from the underside of the 20 period moving average. And oh, by the way, it also happens to be around the high of the most recent breakdown candle. How you doing? Unless they're breaking down into next week, they're going to reach and potentially exceed 400. What's the flip side? Let's be an umpire again calling balls and strikes. Well, the flip side is getting back below 393.48 on daily closes. They do that, and there's likely a vacuum to the downside. They've already run all the tests that they need to. Back down there, it's probably leaning toward the bear case. Close below, and that's it. That will immediately, at least in my humble opinion, open the door for 390, and we'll see what happens if that happens. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Not much today. They were basically on par, plus or minus a margin of error with the S&P, so therefore it was a nothing day. They're going sideways. They ran a test of their most recent breakdown candle high, 182.98. What's today's high? 182.63. They made an attempt for it. It's in the high area, the neighborhood as we like to call it. And therefore, getting above 183 opens the door for higher prices, namely into the 184 to 185 area, into those moving averages. Start getting below 180, and it's likely the bear case on tap. And that would be closing candles below, daily below 180. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So similar to the IWM, where now it's really beginning to run sideways until they get above 183, the transports are basically the lagging indicator also. Remember, my favorite canary in the coal mine. So they were up today, but up less than the major market. And now they're hovering and hanging around this 100 period moving average. So just of note, this is my second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. So what we're thinking is, what I'm thinking is, if this is weak 
and it's showing relative weakness and has been showing relative weakness, then we know something's brewing. But what you have to keep in mind is that doesn't mean it's brewing tomorrow or even next week. There's something brewing. What you'll notice in leading and lagging indicators that I use and we look back and say, hey, what happened? This is what was happening. And look, here's why it was the tell. So later on, you look back and you say, hey, remember when the transports were weak? They rolled over before everything else, that kind of thing. So that kind of thing is on my mind right now. When I look at this daily chart against this daily chart, they both have a nice downswing, but the transports are different. The S&P had a breakout attempt and a failure back down to where they were, and the transports had two breakout attempts and two failures. So therefore, it's a little bit different in my mind. And by the way, just on the bullish side, remember umpire calling balls and strikes, they've yet to close below this breakup candle low. So there it is again. And it's not me just telling you stuff works and then you hope it does. I show you all the time stuff like this. This candle low, and we'll do it again, 13,751. Yesterday's close, 13,767 and today they closed higher, so they have yet to close below that price, so they can still try and rally out of here. The question is, will they fail at a lower high, or will they finally make another high, have a third breakout attempt? We'll see. To me, this is a different situation. Remember from last night, the Q people, they held that breakup candle low, the same Jerry's candle low that we were talking about from the S&P, They never closed below it. They tried, and they snapped back by the end of the day. The closing price here was 280.53. The low here was 297.97, 279.97. A lot of nines and sevens, plus shipping and handling. So same routine. If they can work their way up, they go into the 20-period moving average here on the daily chart, and if they can get above that, they work on the vicinity or neighborhood of the breakdown candle high, 287.60, so somewhere in that vicinity slash neighborhood. A breakdown, what does that look like? Well, it's quite simple. This low here, 297.97, shipping and handling. Similar routine that we discussed in the transports exists in the XLF. There's something slightly different going on. There's relative weakness here. On an up day, they didn't really bounce very much. They're beginning to go sideways They had another breakout attempt after the first breakout attempt and two failures, just like the transport. So I'm looking at these charts slightly different. I'm looking at them as canaries in the coal mine, if you will. Remember what we always say, without the financials going up or down, it's likely the rest of the market's not going to follow very far or for very long. If the financials aren't breaking down, the market's not going anywhere either, but If the financials are leading the way down or showing relative weakness, you have to watch. You have to take that seriously. If they turn around tomorrow and they start back up, then that's fine. But if they continue relative weakness, we're going to continue talking about the financials. Nice big update for Smash Mouth. Same routine. We talked about this last night. They held the low. And guess what? There's your on-time type of situation. And not only did they hold the breakup candle low, but when you look at it like this and you just peer back a little bit and you say, hey, all they're doing is going back and forth in this range. That's it. 
And there's your weekly chart to show you a different look of the same thing. So while they could have been rejected, they were not rejected. They had a big up week, and now they're just eating time off the clock going sideways. So what is this telling us? This is not telling us the market is breaking down, but this is telling us there's a likely rally coming if this works out to the upside. This is a bull flag pattern. Now the trick is, and the risk is, if these start to break down, they don't necessarily mean all things bearish because they may be just running a test of the lower portion of the breakup candle. So there's a couple of things possible going on, but they haven't done that. All they've done is eat time off the clock. And when you look at the weekly chart, it's not really that big of a range. It is a bona fide bull flag pattern. When you look at it on the daily chart, it looks different because you see the day-to-day noise. It looks like much bigger swings. It's all a matter of perspective. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.